appears to be a way, mystery and play, sounded like a whisper and a wave, thought I heard you say, never is a day, waiting for tomorrow, I will weigh you down today, I can't get my thoughts straight. He's John Ryan. He is Jonathan Prince. And we are Brutally Johnist. Johnist. All right, that's like slick, man. I think we're getting slicker as the weeks go by. We are getting slicker as the weeks go by, although this is our ninth go at it, and I reckon we're probably still pointing in the wrong direction. I reckon so, but what I have noticed is your hair. What happened to your head? What happened to your head? That's such a... I love the way you put that there. Um, I put my auntie in my bubble of... All right. Bubbliness. It's an auntie. I knew that wasn't the girlfriend. No, 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 no. We haven't got there yet, man, but I will get there. We will get there, but so far, um, the doll still has the crazy doll hair that you saw previously. The crazy doll? You still, mate, you can't cane roll your own head. I don't, you can't you know, cane roll your own head. I'm going to prove you. Know, you, you can't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. You can't. Okay. Before we carry on, I've just got to talk to you about some. I actually want to praise the NHS big style because I had to get A&E last week, man. Don't want to give everyone. All hang, the on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Is this because of your hair? Not because of my hair. <laughs> Is that bad? But let's get A&E because my hair was wild. <laughs> I went there, but don't worry, we'll cane roll it. We'll cane roll it. <laughs> oh, right. Funny. So the basically right i've got some issue with my jaw yeah my left jaw keeps like dislocating awkward. Um, and awkward. it is more than awkward and i'm not supposed to laugh sneeze no. or yawn so that's why we postponed this call yesterday hoping that it would be a bit yeah, better today fit, mate. Well, so you're not allowed to open your mouth and do anything with it i'll tell you what it is the thing's called you're gonna be a really rubbish cellmate for some bloke when you go to prison mate i'm telling you see that ain't a prison jaw <laughs> See now, I've got to keep a straight face throughout this whole thing, which is which is part of the funny, right? But it's the right. thing called um, temporomandibular joint disorder. So basically, the bit where your lower jaw reaches your top of jaw and they kind of meet there. There's some tendons and stuff. And for me, they're kind of broken at the moment. Um, so what's it again? Say it again. Tempura. It sounds like it sounds like something you get at a meal, doesn't it? Temporomandibular joint disorder. Mate, I'm not kidding, right? When you said that, stuff started floating on my desk. It's like Harry. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? I'll have to reverse the spell, but I don't even know what the spell was. <laughs> so, yeah, man, um, long and short, I, I don't know what's caused it. It could have been, they said it could have been a violent yawn. Which is funny for me. What's a violent yawn? Do you know what I mean? I never even thought you could put violent and yawn together. But if you no, open... you yawn and she punched you in the face. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> she was talking about I miss my home and my family. <laughs> and you went, you just went, boof! Take that. Oh, half laugh. And it's so like half, half laugh, half okay. laugh, half laugh. That means maximum funny, but. I like that. Minimal pain. Um, so, yeah, man, that's what's been going on with me. And I want to res- say respect to the NHS, man, because I know everyone says this and that, and we all, we all feel it. Ah, sorry, it just did the thing, man. See, now that's not great. But anyway, <laughs> we all feel it. Um, but when you actually have to use them and you go into accident emergency and you realise that, um, yeah, things are like, they're really doing a great job, man, keeping people separated, whether you've Definitely. got COVID or not. Um, and that's why I clapped for them three times. Not every week, because sometimes there's someone on the telly or I was eating my dinner. But three times, I went, when it wasn't cold or raining, I was at three times on my doorstep. That's how much I love my NHS. Not enough to give them enough pay, not enough to wipe out their nursing student grant debt, 
not enough to protect them from drunks and bad boys on a Saturday night. But three times I went out and clapped for a minute. Whole minute. Three minutes. Whole minute. I thought it was supposed to be five minutes. Damn, you got time for that. Busy man. Busy man. Watch it. I'm watching the. I'm thing. so trying to keep a straight face, man. It's so horrible. Like, oh, good, 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 I know, good. I know. I know. I know. This is like some 1950s. This is the BBC with Jonathan Prince. It really is. It really is. How do you do? How do you do? Let me play my tune for the week, mate. Because the sun's shining. The sun is shining. <laughs> Which is why you're staying in. Sorry. That's right. Big man with rides. She likes man with ride. Big ride, big ride. Big ride. Is your tune of the week why? Because it's uh, all about men, and we're going to do a little health quiz, me and you, because you're not well. You're falling apart, me man. So I thought do a little health quiz with you, and then um, it all ties it. Plus sunshine. When sunshine, got to get the soca music going. So who is who who does the song? Who's it by? What's it called? That is a good question because I can't remember. But I will remember in a minute. Hang on, let me look. <laughs> Do you know what, right? Oh man, I can't even laugh. I can't even laugh. Go on. No, I was just gonna do laugh, it, but it, like it. I like my job oh. basically. Me and my professionalism will show you how this is done, right? So the tune for me Slick. um for this week is a song yeah. by the Whispers and it's called It's a Love Thing. <laughs> Oh, I just said to okay, stop, make some noise! Go away, get a yard, give me a yard! I can't laugh, man. Most of my audiences feel that way too when I do The reason why this is my tune for the week, because um, since the whole thing with George Floyd, um, there's been a lot of hate, man. Like, online in general. Um, a lot of yeah. hate. I don't know. There was a football match, uh, Man City versus Burnley. Yep. And someone flew a plane over the ground saying um, white lives matter. Yep. Um, I don't really want to make like every single one of our, our podcasts about this, but also it's brutally honest. So certain things that I feel honest about, you can't leave out of this conversation, right? And um, Do it. Bring it. I'm just going to say it like this. There seems to be a bit of confusion that black lives matter seems to some way suggest that other lives don't. And that is not the case. That is not the case at all. I'm just putting that out there for people. When somebody says or expresses a pride for being black, it doesn't mean that they're hating white. Yeah. Um, and when somebody flies a plane over a stadium saying white lives matter, it is taken as an attempt to uh, stand upon or quieten the noise made by people saying black lives matter. And that shit hurts. Do you, do you think it would have helped, right? Because you got black lives matter, all lives matter, white lives matter. Do you think it might have helped if they'd called it Black Lives Matter 2? Or do you think some people would have thought, I didn't see the first one? <laughs> oh, my days. <laughs> Black Lives Matter 2. Up, up, they're back. See, that, that comes to grammar, innit? And how you spell the word yeah. two. Um, yeah. If it was T-double-O, then yes. Uh, that and I'll tell you what, like, so Burnley have banned that man right for life from Burnley. That ain't no punishment. Let me tell you what they should do. They should make him have an Arsenal season ticket. That would be punishment <laughs> for that. He had to go watch Arsenal home and away for the rest of his life. He would see plenty of black men playing football and he'd have to watch Arsenal. 
It'd be an education and a punishment at the same time. What's, what surprised me is that on public forums where your face is there, so let's say whether it's on Facebook and like there's a, yeah. there's an, I think the Northamptonshire County Council thing, because um, like, I was born in Northamptonshire and that's how I had a look, and there's some mad racist comments on there and someone pointed out that the comments were racist and people cane them, like, absolutely cane them. Like they're not even saying anything, they're not saying Black Lives Matter, they're saying some of these comments seem really racist, I'm quite disappointed. And that person got caned by people. Yeah. And there's a couple of things I want to mention on this, right? Number one, I started to get a little bit frustrated with all the things on Bookface, Facebook. I call it Bookface, right? Um, with all the people saying whatever they were saying. That's, then I very, realized... that's very clever. I see what you did there. It's very clever. Just swap the words around. I like that. Bookface. Like, I ain't got time to invent a new words. I'm just going to use the word that's really there. Mm -hmm. Like, I might have some bolognese spaghetti for dinner. I like what you've done there. Bolognese spaghetti, that's the ting right there, mate. Bolognese spaghetti. Make sure you put some... Um... Don't even try it, mate. Come on, get back to your point. Some, some Atto Tom in You're, there. It's going to swell up. I can see it swelling already. <laughs> I can feel it. I can't even... Oh, dread. I realised that, like, no one that I know who is in any way clever... There's certain people in my life that I've met who I see as quite clever, whether academically or through life. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Thank like you. yourself, right? But, like, yeah. none of these people that I know who I consider clever go looking at Facebook like it's an encyclopedia for knowledge. It's fact, mate. Facebook is fact. Fact book, I call it. And I don't want to just put put it on Facebook, man. Zuckerberg, whatever, man. You're doing your damn thing. Um, I mean, Twitter, any of these social media. I suppose people in the UK have been a little bit shocked to hear um, the opinion saying that the UK is quite racist. And I can see that that can pain people, right? That can pain you because it's not something that you thought before people express it. But while it pains you, understand it pains me also to admit that because I live here. I'm not saying everybody's racist. I'm saying we suffer a lot of racism. So, like, it is difficult for for me, for example, people have come speak to me in the last few weeks, having them uncomfortable conversations whereby I've got to calm myself, right? Because if someone says to me, well, I didn't think race, I didn't think there was any issue with racism in England, that could bring about emotions in me that, that bring about anger, right? Because for me, that's it everyday understanding that it is there someone else is saying no it's invisible it's not there so i i've found i've spent a lot of energy in calming myself to have those conversations because i know if i don't calm myself i'm going to come across as an aggressive angry black man and are, are you doing that? Is this you being, you've been angry with me now you've been angry black man with me right now because i'm loving it yeah i'm loving it mate. <laughs> i'm not a racialist i've got a bob marley album and my next-door neighbour's daughter's boyfriend used to live next door to a black man. We weren't black, he was Spanish. But, you know, off-white. He had a hue, man. Yeah, yeah. Now, what, what you're finding here is quite simple. It's quite simple. For a lot of people, you live in, like, Durham or something, you don't see a black man, right? So when you're going about your business, drinking with a spoons on your zero-hour contract down at Pound Stretcher, and you've got no money for mortgage, and you've got, you can't pay your bills, and you're never going to get a big car and a big house, when someone tells you that there's racism in the country, you don't see black people, you only experience with black people, so you see on the television, well, then how do you think I'm a racist? That's it. It's that simple, right? Mm -hmm. it, it, they have to see, and it's, it ain't their fault. It's not ignorance. Ignorance implies you know no better. This is stupidity. It's like if you live in Northamptonshire now, you cannot really not see a black person. You know, if you live in Bedford, come on, man. You know, so but the fact is, if you now tell me that, yeah, I experience sort of, I experience this on a daily basis. I can't go, no, you don't, you liar. I have to accept your take on it, like I did with Meghan Merkel. I know black people and white people who said Meghan Merkel made it up. But my thing is, if that girl felt it, it's real. 
so we spoke in an earlier one earlier show about if you have a dream about a, a lion um, and a lion's chasing you then you might clench your teeth and end up with a mash-up jaw no if you had a dream that was quite funny but i can't laugh if you had a dream <laughs> about like a, a lion chasing you then uh, you might wake up sweating your heart rate will be it'll be faster um, and people would say that's not real right and i think the real at the moment is that when you have a dream right there's no you lose all of the attachment to ego when you're in dream world right so there's no color of skin and rare you pick that back up when you wake up um and i think the innocence of a child can be expressed or seen in an adult in a dream and children don't necessarily see all of these uh, barriers that we seem to create kids i teach them it gotta start them young mate exactly exactly so just to let people out there know if you've had some conversations in the last few weeks or you feel like you've seen people with color in their skin and they've been quite angered by what's going on in the last few weeks you may feel to yourself well why weren't they angry before like why weren't why why are they all angry now why when people are actually looking at their cause are they angry because people are having to understand and express that these are things that have affected us and we've come almost accustomed to almost given up on trying to fight against right and almost accepted these things because there was no way to do anything other than to accept them i've got a mate in somerset a black guy adopted by white people all his friends call him carlton and whenever I've been in his company, hey, how do you know Carlton? I'm like, what are you calling Carlton for? Well, you know, he's like Carlton or Fresh Prince. I'm like, no, he's not. And he always thought this was funny, but now he now realises that actually it's been a bit of a, yeah, you're all right, mate, because you're like us. You see, and the thing is, it doesn't, it doesn't just um, exist between races. I'd say within the black um, community, there is, there is racism. Within our community, you, you expressed before, within the Irish community, there's, there's issues. Yeah within the black community is definitely racism right like so for example um i heard somebody over down the radio a guy expressing that he's very dark-skinned and other black people would say to him oh you're blick you're blick and like um, yeah. dave Chappelle yeah, yeah, yeah. does a sketch of um talking about rick james and rick james comes in this yeah. kind of like he's <laughs> says about how dark he thinks um i'm laughing because it, it, the way dave Chappelle does it is quite no, you're funny. laughing because it's no it, it is funny okay right. It's end of. It's funny, you know right? I mean? And he's like, <clears throat> he's like, um, you're black like the night and all that. Do you know what I mean? Like really, like cussing off Eddie Murphy and um, his brother Charlie Murphy and that. But what I'm saying is, these things exist within communities, and at times we can laugh and joke about them. But ultimately, all that's happening now is to say, share a little love, man. Just like the whisperers just said. Yeah, Show a love wait, me. Let me just. I've got to just start, just pull you back on something here, man. Right. And I could be, maybe I'll be microaggressive, okay? If I'll be microaggressive, I do apologise. Uh, and if I'm in some way patronising you or being condescending, again, I apologise. It's my upbringing. Anyway. Oh, I can't laugh. In the sense of the word, you can't go black people can be racist towards other black people. And this is where it's all going wrong. Because racism ain't about, I don't like you because you're black. That's not racism. Racism is about the institutions, the mechanisms that are put in place to prevent you reaching your potential purely because of the colour of your skin. So black people don't like white people. That's not racism. That's bigotry. Right? And it's the same for Africans and people from the Caribbean. Right? That's bigotry. That's not racism. And this is where white people go, yeah, but the Chinese don't like the Indians. That's fine. That's not racism. Racism is about institutions. It's about systemic behaviours. Okay? So like a, a man, a man ain't going to have a period. Right? A man can't have a period. A black person can't be racist. That's as simple as it can be explained. 
people got problems with that, put it in a box and then read it till you get bored. But this is where I think, this is where the problem comes in, okay? Because when we talk about black people, why are we saying black people? So that Libyan guy that chopped up them people in Reading on Saturday, he was a white man. No, he weren't. He was Libyan because he ain't, he ain't one of us. Mm-hmm. Create that separation, right? right? Exactly. But you go out and beat someone, the African man, you, you're representing him. And when you're looking at this COVID coronavirus, people from Afro-Caribbean communities, Afro-Caribbean, not black, Afro-Caribbean, right? They, 78 out of every 100,000 deaths are Afro-Caribbean, 78, right? Black Africans, 31 out of every 100,000. So why are we saying it affects black people or BAME people different? Well, it don't. It affects Afro-Caribbean people then it affects Africans down here. And between Afro-Caribbeans and black Africans, you know who's in the middle of that group? The Irish. More Irish people per 100,000 are dying from coronavirus than black Africans. Wow, I didn't know that. But, take, take your vitamin put, D, all you... of them groups. Take your vitamin D, man. I'm not saying that's definitely going to help, but it should help you anyway to take your vitamin yeah. D. We can put a link to this in the thing below, but people don't want to learn. They don't want to be educated. They don't want to know. We just go, black people, that's them. White people, that's us. But I'm like, put my hand up and go, but hang on, be from an Irish background. I should really be with them, and Africans should be with you. That's a very that's good point. That's... that's a very good point. And it's not just semantics, man. I know people out there will be like, oh, it's semantics. I suppose they won't really be using them kind of words, but you know what I mean? Like, so... your, your friends will be. <laughs> oh, friends. blood. Oh, Jonathan, oh. it's semantics, isn't it? Um, but yeah, man, it's not semantics at the end of the day. Like, uh, I think people, what you just said there, people don't necessarily want to go and look. So I've had people getting frustrated because they've said on Facebook or another social media site, oh, you should learn this and posted something. Now, when we're, whenever me and you say about something in the comments, it's always intended to say, if interested, please go check this out, right? Yeah, but yeah, on yeah, yeah. all these social media sites, it seems really aggressive, like, you don't know nothing, read this, right? Whenever, have you ever been told you don't know nothing, read this, and then you really wish to go and read that thing? Never, because you've already been put in a place that says you are stupid, or you've already been put in that negative place on the beginning of that sentence, right? So like, if people are getting aggressive or annoyed with people not knowing stuff, private message them people. Try and take a cut out of what you're what, what, what you're trying to show them that may interest them. But then also, when you do send it to them, send it to them with love and let it fly, man. Don't worry or sit there attached to what's going to come back from you saying something. Because I've found that draining as well, man. Like, really? Straight. Just, just act, straight. Yeah, just act with love, man. If, like, someone asks me something and I can, I've got the energy to have that conversation with them, then I will have that conversation with them. But then if they choose to react in a way that I wouldn't have expected, then I have to just let that go, right? Because you've acted with love. You've got to stop calling it social media. It's anti-social media. See, now you're starting to sound like some... You remember when we, at the beginning of this, we were talking about conspiracies and things, like conspiracy yeah. of the week. So, obviously, someone used to say to me, um, it's tell-lie-vision, like tell-lies visually, right? And I remember years ago when people used to say that, and it was like, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. Uh, you must see a Rasta man, rear, 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 all this sort of stuff, right? But ultimately, that is what it is. Tell live vision. Even if even if you're watching a film, isn't it? A film isn't, it's not true, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> and if it's, it's not true... <laughs> but 
it's the whole thing about anti-social media. This is how anti-social media works, right? I'll say something like, you know what, I prefer mangoes to oranges. And then straight away, someone's going to go, oh, basically, what you're saying is you hate oranges. Why do you hate oranges? Or uh, what about pineapples and bananas and grapefruits? You need to educate yourself, bro. And you're like, where, where does that come from? All I said was, I prefer mangoes and oranges. But you've got to understand as well, I think that social media, Twitter, all them things, they were invented by the little weak, weird kid who stood in the corner of the playground with no friends, right? So when we was all playing football and hanging out together, he was in the corner plotting, going, how could I create something that makes me an equal or superior to these people? That's why when you see these keyboard warriors get exposed, turns out there's some bloke who's like 36 stone, lives at home with his mum, or some girl who's like two stone, who like lives on her own in a flat with a cat. And it's for the weak and the meek, it's their way of being keyboard warriors. And they try to persuade the rest of us that it's not acceptable to go punch them in the face. It's that simple. It's that simple. Oh, mate. And that's where, that's where the world is going wrong right now, okay? Someone put a thing up the other day saying about, um, so in 2017, there was like 96 murders by police of unarmed men in some part of America, and 55 of them were white. And you go, and what's your point? Well, then police can't be racist if they're shooting white people as well. And the guys that killed George Floyd, there was four of them. Um, two were white, one was Chinese, and one was black. So they can't be racist. You know, and you're missing the point. Just missing the whole point. What I think is funny and scary, well, not funny and scary about that is, um, the point is that people shouldn't be dying at the hands of police. No. That is the point. Despite of, like, what, what colour your skin is or what you think their motivation was, people should not be dying. But people are quick to say, well, this piece of evidence suggests that it's not this motivation, therefore it's fine. That's not fine. So in Albania, we don't know black people. Guess what? The police kill people. And who do they kill? They kill people at the bottom of the socioeconomic system. So how do you explain that? And how do you explain to a man who lives in a hut at the top of a mountain in Albania that he's benefited from slavery? That's why it's all stupidness. It's pure stupidness. It's whole kind of, there is racism. It's undoubtedly, there is racism. But there's also white people who are poor, black people who are poor. The fact is, if you're black, you're more likely to be poor. But you can't, it's not that simple. That just because you're black, you're going to get treated worse. It's not that simple, in my opinion. Again, if you disagree, put it in the box. Talk it out, argue it. And this is it. We spoke um, the other day off off air when after the call off finished air. off air. Quietly, you phoned up to threaten me and I punched you in the jaw. <laughs> oh, I would, oh, mate, punching me in the jaw would hurt less than making me laugh right now. So I would accept that punch to the jaw from you. Um, but yeah, no, we spoke about how you said something along the lines of that I've done all right and like being educated. How how representative am I of of, of the community? Yeah. And I think my response back to you was, it doesn't matter how educated you are, when I'm walking down the street and a policeman sees me or a member of authority or whatever, or if someone's on the street and they they wish to cross the road, all they see, they don't see my education, they don't see anything behind it. But what that question revealed to me was, yeah, I suppose we are seen as different depending on the level of um, where you are socioeconomically, right? Yeah. yeah, I think so. But maybe I'm wrong. But like, as diff- and I know that in, within my own community, some people may say to me, but you don't understand the struggle of this and the struggle of that. Don't get it twisted. Like, I've, I'm well impressed with my parents. They came from small islands to build a home here, um, have children who have all become quite successful in their own right. Um, some through academia, some through 
working and learning on the job do you know what I mean but like all of that has has taken for people to actually do something and I'm not saying that people aren't doing anything we were we were gifted opportunities we saw opportunities and that I'm very grateful for that my parents put us in a place we could have them but um one in the same I had to take them opportunities do you know like so at certain times when I wanted to go out raving I couldn't go out raving I was chilling in my yard understanding yeah, 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 what yeah, organic yeah, yeah. chemistry was <laughs> do you know what i mean but do you see that's so i do work at a university and my little company we provide people who do the interviews for people who want to be doctors and nurses right mm-hmm. and a few times i've gone along and sat in and been an interviewer for students coming to med school right and if i tell you out of every 10 seven or eight will be um, I don't know what the word is, Oriental, you know, Chinese, Indonesian, Filipino, seven out of ten. Then probably one out of ten. I'm going to put the word out there. We're going to call those people Asian. I'll explain why in a minute. Okay, we'll call them Asian, all right? It's just I was hoping we'd get an American following. Anyway, but of the, of the other three out of them ten, probably one will be white British and one will be African, Eastern European, and the other one ain't black British. Probably about a quarter of that other one will be Black British. Mm-hmm. Now, when you look, because um, we do that, we also run a mental health project whereby we talk to the medics, undergraduates, going to be doctors and nurses about their mental health. And all them people that come from uh, the Oriental Asian, they don't understand the importance of a sense of humor, of interaction and socializing. So when I was 16, 17, I was out partying. These kids were studying at their books. And the difference is that now, 30 years later, these kids are now consultants and accountants and academics, whereas my family still signing on. So my kids, when I was little, I didn't let them know their cousins. I took them out of where I was from, took them completely away from it. And then when I split up with their missus, I made sure that I still had my kids half the time so that I had that input and that influence. Well, you see, if I'm honest, I think my, my, my parents moved us to where we where I grew up simply for that that same reason, in the hope that um, we wouldn't see those around us who looked like us but didn't necessarily have the impetus to, to yeah. strive, right? Um, and then also they didn't want to be their children to be tarnished with the same brushes due to the colour of their skin that they experienced because they grew up Absolutely. in this place. So they were like, well, if we pick somewhere else, then maybe it'll be better. So you got to pass it on. My son, when he went to university, there's six in the house. One kid was one black kid, five white kids, and my son made jerk chicken. And the black kid was like, "How did you have you learned to make this?" It's like, "Well, my dad taught us." <laughs> and this kid was going, "Now oh, this is just tastes like what my grand makes." But my son, although he's white from a middle class area, front garden, back garden, four wheelie bins, right? Everyone else got three wheelie bins. We got four. Little old lady next door, she got two. Don't judge me, you don't know us. <laughs> but it's the thing about it's about culture it's about culture and understanding and and that's where it all makes me so sad at the moment when i see a white girl with a bra on and shorts with black lives matter tattooed across her belly and she's instagramming herself walking down the street i would i would question her commitment i'm not going to get to an argument with second or third wave feminists about a woman's right to dress however she likes appropriately but really if you want to help black people elevate themselves and end racism I don't think you're going to do that by getting your tits out and having a flipping BLM tattoo across your belly so that your followers on Snapchat can see it. There's two things you mentioned there, right? One was um, your son and how him showing his cultural understanding of something, something that he liked, brought him closer to somebody else just based on the the 
the rich fruits that, that accepting cultures can bring, right? The other yeah. thing that I thought was really interesting in what you said then was um, we, we spoke of, you, you didn't know how to describe um, a race of people, right? Now, before I spent a lot of time in America, I would have described those people as Oriental, right? But having yeah. spent a lot more time in America, I realised that that term Oriental is a lot like, um, well, it is basically a term put on people from that part of the world from the colonizers the colonial period so they would okay. say these people them are oriental people from there see that in the same way as it's a very negative term you understand what i'm saying it's like we colonized you and we're going to call you this almost in a similar manner to i have always referred to my parents home as being the west indies it's not the west indies it's the caribbean now the reason why i make that distinction is because the people who lived there before um who who, just, who apparently discovered the caribbean it was um when the, um, Which, spanish. Well, the spanish one yeah um amerigo vespucci okay maybe portuguese but everyone claims him to be british. columbus yeah there we go right that there we go so before he got there there was like the the yellow caribs were there you understand or when the slave uh, ships oh, broke there what the about the arawaks everyone forgets the arawaks mate indeed but the ca yellow caribs are closer to the arawaks than this idea of the West Indies because we went to find India and we went the wrong way. Them, did they? When they turn up and took their towns. Well, this is it, man. There's obviously dark pit, dark histories, but unless you're interested, then you don't know. And I suppose what I'm saying is shouting about it on in, on on Facebook in an angry way isn't going to lead someone else to be interested. <laughs> do you know? Because um, you know, I do uh, comedy on cruise ships, and it's always funny when we go Caribbean. Because everyone thinks the Caribbean is going to be like golden sands and palm trees, right? When you get there and you see a lot of hardship, poverty, and people living in shanty towns, you see British tourists going, this is not what I was expecting. You know? And then on the ship, they go, what activities have you got? What tours can we go on? And they're like, well, you can go and see like a nutmeg factory or a rum factory uh, or, or a train ride or scenery. That's it. And... And people are like, yeah, what about history? What about museums? And I'm always tempted to go, I think when they was whipping slaves, they forgot to get them to build architectural monuments of people 400 years later could go visit. Exactly. Like, your history isn't interesting enough for me. Where's the, where's the real history? It's like, oh, hold on. What about a big pencil? Big pencil? <laughs> the like giant That's what I want. Oh, mate. Big pencil making me laugh and mash up my jaw. <laughs> You go, even when you go Antigua, Nelson's dock, it's beautiful, right? Beautiful. But it's a dock. Dock, the word there is dock. The ships, what are them ships bringing? Why did they have, why was Antigua so strategically important? What were they protecting that they didn't want the French and the Spanish to get their hands on? Hmm. Well, even now, right, what we're basically <coughs> talking about is some of the history is associated with words that we use common day and we don't really know why we use the words. So, for example, I've just explained Oriental um, and versus, oh, versus Asian. Just, you just black explained it to me, didn't you? <laughs> <coughs> I'm just black explaining there. I'm saying Oriental. Okay. Oi, oi. Right. <laughs> I, I struggle. Let me tell you, mate. I, I don't care. I struggle, right? Because. I I think that we all have a right to a preference, okay? <clears throat> so my friend's daughter, we have kind of little bits of run-ins, although I used to change her nappy, which makes it a bit awkward because she's like 20 now. And she'll go, yeah, but, you know, you're being, uh, you're out of order, you're a dinosaur. I'm like, 
Yeah, but I wiped your ass and you've never wiped mine. So swap trumps. <laughs> Yet. But we were talking about um, how I've always liked, uh, in terms of, like, like women, I like women with curves, right? And my, I think the most beautiful women in the world come from South America. That's my own particular taste. <clears throat> you know, they're curvy, they've got fire in them, got mischief, passion, right? Now, my friend's daughter said to me, you can't say that because that's racist. You are implying a set of characteristics onto a whole continent. I'm like, I like the black South Americans, I like the Hispanic South Americans, the white South Americans. Once I can do that salsa nonsense, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> right? But then I said to her, but I'm not, I don't really find Korean and, you know, Chinese, Japanese. I don't find Korean people attractive. It's not my bag. It doesn't work for me. And she goes, okay, well, that's acceptable because that's a, a nation and not a race. So I said, yeah, because I think they've got, like, flat faces. Uh, mate, she didn't talk to me for about three months. She goes, that's just so racist. I'm like, no, but that's why I don't like him because, uh, you know, that – I don't, it doesn't, doesn't work for me. And they tend to look like small boys. So that's just right. That is right. I'm not going to talk to you until you see what you're saying is wrong. What can I do? It's a mad one though, isn't it? Because it's like, for me, I don't know, man, any such generalizations don't work. Do you know what I mean? And it's almost like, um, it's almost like we live in a world where, I mean, if you were to have that conversation between you and your friend, I think that's perfectly cool, man. But obviously, we might get a few comments on here because we've put that out there to a wider audience than people that know us, right? So obviously... Look at you apologising for me, you racial apologist. <laughs> this is my white friend. He is racist at the end of the day. Only to them people. Ah, oh, I've actually got a whole... Ah, ah, ah. Oh, my jaw. Oh, my jaw. Anyway, anyway, I'm going to move on from that one because I can't laugh no more. I'll laugh no more. <laughs> you know what happened? When I was about eight, um, I sat um, at school next to a girl called Myrtle. And, oh, man, she was my first crush. I loved that girl. Loved her, right? Then when we left primary school, we went our separate ways. And a few times in secondary school, I'd bump into her at things and that. And um, never never managed to get it on. Her family were um, Jamaican. And so when I then became a teenager and I'm, you know, looking at girls, I would look at all girls. I would, like, some of my mates would be like, I wouldn't go have a black girl, I wouldn't go have an English girl, I wouldn't go have a white girl, I wouldn't go have an Asian girl. I'll be like, I don't, you know what? People are people are people. I just, I don't like people that are skinny, but they might not like me. Mm-hmm. So when I'm talking to my friend's daughter, she's going, no, you can't say that. Okay. Can't say that. Like, what can I say? It's a preference. You had a quiz, man. What was your quiz thing that you were talking about? Well, you know what, right? Health is just you and your mucked up locked jaw. And I was thinking, you know, because I do stuff on men's health and men's health forum, and I thought um, I would see how much you know about men's health, and maybe we could kind of incorporate it into people putting views in the box what they think. Right. But so I was fascinated. This, this started off because I was doing a webinar about men's health, right? And I was doing a thing on men's sexual health because a lot of the guys that I work with, people don't realise that STDs amongst the over fifties, it's on the rise. It's a love thing. There you go. They're splitting up. They're suddenly single. Last time they were singles in the eighties, and they don't understand that STDs are out there. So, according to uh, Hold recent on, are you starting scale, the quiz now. Is, you, is that what you're doing? Yeah. First one. Question number one. Hold on. Before you go there, before you go there as well, 
I'm yeah. doing a thing as well on the whole mental health thing. So I don't really do these chain letter things, you know, like you must pass this on to five people or this happens or whatever. But I did see something on um, on Facebook recently. It's a 25 press-up challenge um, for PTSD. Well, I've been laughing at you doing that. Mental awareness. Yeah, exactly right. Now, for me, I just think it's a really good thing. If people can watch me in pain doing 25 press-ups and during that time, think of someone who you haven't spoken to in a while, maybe give them a ring because they might not be feeling too good about themselves, then I will go through the pain, mate. So, yeah, carry on. Give me your question. Uh, we, we, what I've done is I've recorded your press-ups every day, 25 a day, and I've, I've made a, a video and I've set it to music of Marvin Gaye singing Sexual Healing. And then when you go, uh, my missus is watching you over my shoulder. Uh, I'm like, God, Jonathan, I'm nearly there. Uh, but then yesterday's one, your, your jaw went, uh, rock to the jaw. Do you know what, right? I'm loving the sympathy you Baby, I'm hot just like an oven. Right there, Jonathan, you're going too quick. Slow down. <laughs> On my big screen, my big, big plasma. <sighs> right, quiz. <laughs> so... How many, what do you think, UK men, according to your survey, how many men in the UK had no sex in the last month? No sex in the last month, okay? You've got options here. You've got 14%, 29%, 43%, 64%. How many UK men had no sex in the last month? I'm going 29%. And the reason why is because half of them wouldn't have been asked, and I know they've extrapolated the data in that, but that extrapolation would have been cack. And uh, a lot of people would have lied. So, yeah, 29 how would they have lied? What they've lied about? Like, if people hadn't had sex, then they're not really wanting to go, oh, I ain't had sex. So they don't necessarily want to admit it. Almost as if, like, some girl's going to hear it and it's going to put them further away. I say girl, could have been a, could have been in a same sex relationship, to be fair. But someone might hear it. You said girls, I'm, you know, it's not a problem. <laughs> You're not being exclusive. <laughs> the answer is 29%. You're correct on that one. Straight in there. Um, this is why it's important that you need to have sex. Men need to have sex, right? And it's simple. Because... Why just men? Why not women? Well, we can move on to women in a minute, but because it's a men's health. Okay, cool, 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 cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, your prostate, you're meant to empty your prostate 21 times a month. Meant to. It's preventative. It will help reduce your chances of developing prostate cancer. 21 times a month, you're meant to clean your pipes out, right? Because mm-hmm. that way you're exercising your prostate. Now, the problem with this is, for black men, when I say black, I really do mean African, Afro-Caribbean, anyone with darker skin, prostate cancer, much more prevalent in that community, in the BAMI community. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why you need, once you hit 40 as a black man, go get your prostate checked. Get it checked because, you know, you've got to use it or lose it. You've got to get them, get them pipes regularly emptied. Sex is good for women. Sex for women will help with their period pains. Headaches, tension, stress, improve their singing. I don't know if that's true. But it's always worth going it. Oh, mate. Oh. But it's good. Sex is good. And um, semen contains vitamin D. I don't so know why. It's... When you said it's good for women and could improve their singing, I immediately thought of Mick Hucknall, who I know is not a woman. No, but he's got a vociferous sexual appetite. Here you go. Question number okay. two. Question number two. Euro 96. Okay. Is your voice England. just broken? Yeah. <laughs> Euro 96, um, Holland got beat by England. All right. Mm-hmm. And heart attacks 
went up in Holland mm -hmm. because of the stress of the football by 25%, 50%, 80% or 14%. Ooh. I'm going to say in Holland... Why are you going to tell him? I'm going to say... I'm going to say, yeah. Um, I'm going to go 50%. You you are correct again. Do you want to know why but, I went 50%? And this is bad well, of me, right? I've just judged a whole nation. You said Holland, right? You yeah. can smoke ganja there. So people must be quite chilled. Not necessarily having that many heart attacks. So like a 50% increase on not so many heart attacks in the first place. Wouldn't have to be too many. Anyway, that's why I went there. Carry on. But again, heart attacks... For my cousins from the Caribbean and Africa, heart disease, much more at risk. Asian people, people of colour, um, yeah, heart disease, much more endemic. COPD, much more. Diet and smoking and lifestyle. Hmm. You've got, you got to clean them pipes and look after that heart, mate. And one of the biggest causes of heart attacks, heart disease, stress. If you're suffering stress, lows your immune system. If you've got a lower immune system, come across COVID, it's going to smash you to pieces, mate. Which is why at the beginning of all of this, all oh, my jaw almost did it again, which is why at the beginning of all of this, I expressed that ultimately the reason why we're doing this is for some light-hearted fun, right? For people to like yeah. just chill out a little piece because yeah. your immune system's going to be a lot happier about fighting something if you're chilled yeah. and happy and relaxed rather than stressed. So, question number three. three. Well, interestingly, interestingly though, when England lost on penalties to Argentina in 98, heart attacks in England went up by 25%. And again, I'd say so because there's probably more heart attacks generally in England than there are in yeah. in Holland. So, for example, yes. you could have the same number of heart attacks that it made that increase in both places. Just putting it out there. Okay, how many years does smoking take off your life, what do you reckon? Well, it depends how much you smoke. Smoking? Any kind of smoking at all? 7, 10, 11 or 17 years? I think the question is flawed, man, because it would depend how much you smoke. If you said how much would oh. 40 a day... Doesn't matter. Nope, smoking. I think the question is flawed, but I will answer it. But I think the question okay. is flawed. It's unscientific. But what is the question again? What's the choices? The question is, how many years does smoking take off your life? 7, 10, 11 or 17? Um, I'm going to say 17. Okay. I'm sorry you failed. You failed. That answer was finally wrong. Mm -hmm. You did well up to an end. Flawed but, question. Uh, it's 10. It's 10. And I'll tell you why. Because the number seven is significant because tobacco kills seven million people a year worldwide, right? Eleven is the, they estimate, that's the amount of time in minutes each cigarette takes off your life. One cigarette, 11 minutes. Seventeen is 17% 17 of men in the UK smoke. What's interesting about that, I'm from a big, big, big family of smokers, man. My dad smoked 80 a day, my mum smoked 60 a day, my brothers probably smoke 50 a day, my sister's 40 a day. I never smoked. And, um, but I have asthma. And that smoking thing, man, if you could do one thing, and again, smoking disproportionately amongst the BAME community for some reason. So where it's great. It's all well and good. We're talking about, um, you know, racism and systemic racism and the police killing black people and black on black violence. Blah, 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 blah. But you know what, man? More dangerous to black people heart disease, prostate cancer, smoking. But where, where does that message come across? How do you get that? How do you get that message out there without being accused of being racist or whatever? So if I don't tell you that, I'm not being racist. If I tell you that, I'm racist, but I'm saving your life. Well, here's how you get it out, exactly as we are now. Question number four. Do it. 
all right, mate, God, someone's getting bored, isn't they? Just get <laughs> one wrong. You're so competitive. Weight around your middle is a health risk, right? Yeah. At what stage does your waist size become hazardous? So we've got 35.5, 37, 38, or 40 inches. Again, I do think that this is, is flawed because... Um, it depends how big you are. So if answer the question. If, if you're me Just and you're five foot, question. if you're me and you're like small, five foot six, and you've got like a thirty-five inch waist, then I'm yeah. imagining that that's not so great on the on the ratios of fat around your vital organs. So I'm going to go with the lowest one, whatever that was. Thirty-five point five. Yeah, it's thirty-seven inches, right? At thirty-seven inches, doesn't matter if you're six foot nine or four foot two. Once your waist because your organs are effectively the same size, like your eyes are the same size. But once your waist hits that, it's about the fat and um, fatty liver is, is one of the big ones to to think about. Once you've got your bigger belly, you're more at risk of diabetes um, and heart disease and cancer. And again, diabetes, it's all bad news today, mate. Disproportionately affects people of color, diabetes. Indeed. I'm going to stop the quiz there and make a make a point yeah. that um, one thing that can help you to get rid of the weight around your stomach, which I found really strange when I was um, struggling to get rid of the weight when I was going to the gym a lot, was um, eating breakfast. If you don't eat breakfast, then um, your body conserves, keeps fat basically, because it's a long period of time that it's getting ready for when it hasn't got enough access to ready sugars. Um, so it will store fat in order to survive that period. So if you imagine you can... Yeah. So if you go to sleep at ten o'clock the night one night and then you don't eat until one o'clock the next day, then your body will know that it needs to fuel itself during that time and will hold on to the fat. So when I started eating breakfast, I actually lost weight, which made me think that's really weird because I'm eating more because I'm yeah. eating breakfast, a meal that I was otherwise skipping, but it was actually allowing me to lose that weight on my stomach, man. Check well, us out, man. Actually, got some if, good points to make in this podcast today. If you Look at the word breakfast, it's break fast. Indeed. And that whole thing about the fast, you have to break it at some stage. But the actual um, average male waist size in the UK is 38 inches. At 40, 40 inches, the NHS says that you're at high risk. And most men, on average, think their waist is 35.5. It's funny, so it's exactly just... what my waist... No, I'm joking, I'm joking. But it's just that thing of... Well, you know, how do you educate? How do you learn? How do you teach people? Because COVID plus police brutality are not killing anywhere near the amount of people that are being killed by poor health. And who talks about it? How do you get that message out there without people going, can you say that? Can you not say that? Just say it. So what we on? Question five next, but we're not going to do it today. No. We will um, we'll holler at people about that next time. If there's anything anyone wants to hear of, put your notes in the comments or whatever you want to say in the box down here. Um, I'll go and check the comments, see if we've got a name for the um, for the doll. I'll also try and plait the doll's hair by the time we get to the next call to prove it can be done. Yeah. And if anyone uh, has been upset or offended by anything that I said today, just remember that Jonathan never pulled me up on any of it. So he's compliant in my guilt. Oh. Therefore... <laughs> What's happening here? Push the blame on the black man, innit? Push it on the brother. I, I can't even laugh at that. I can't, I can't even actually laugh. Do you think you might have just tightened up your kangol too tight and it's called you like that? <laughs> I, I wish that was the case. I wish that was the case. It, the person who did it, was they left-handed or right-handed? Uh, right-handed. Did they stand in front of you or behind you? 
how could they stand in front of me? I don't know. Like they go back to these. Yeah. So if they're standing behind you, they're right-handed. They've got a lot more. They started on the right-hand side of your head from behind. So therefore, that's really really tight. By the time they got to the other side, they haven't done it up as tight. So what's happening is they've twisted up that bit, and this bit's dropped. That's where the pain is. I'm not even a doctor, man. I should be charging you for this. <laughs> I love the way you just described my face, like some suspension yeah. brings. Drop. <laughs> you know, like John Merrick, mate. That's just happening. I don't know who that is. The elephant man. Oh, see, Ryan, I know who that is. I know who that is. <laughs> right. Well, he's right, John man. Ryan, and he is Jonathan Prince, and together we are brilliantly yeah. honest. Yes. All right. Peace. They don't really know me.